wow, this is an amazing day today. This is amazing. I am super excited, super excited to have somebody special to me, somebody very close to my heart. And in this podcast, I am really, really feeling so good that words cannot describe my happiness. Today, I have somebody special who is a healer, HR professional, and somebody who really touches everyone's heart through her magnificent aura. Yes, this is none other than Rashmi Sandeep. Rashmi is an amazing personality. She has been in touch with me since last two, three years. Yes, we have known each other. And the kind of connect or bonding that we have made during these years has been beyond words. I really welcome you, Rashmi, today. And I appreciate you taking out time for this uh, webinar and uh, this podcast. This is really amazing to have you on board today. Thank you, Vijeta. It's my pleasure. <laughs> well, uh, before we jump into the sequence of a lot of questions, let me give a quick introduction about Rashmi's professional background. Uh, Rashmi is an HR professional. <laughs> she it has around 16 plus years of experience working at many international based organizations, um, MNCs. And yes, during this beautiful career, she has touched many lives. Yes, personally and professionally. She has been connected with many and yes, I call her the ray of hope for many. In this interview, we will learn how she has been that ray of hope in many people's life. So let's hear from Rashmi. I welcome once again Rashmi and it is wonderful to have you. Thank you so very much Vijetha. That was a beautiful introduction about me. And since you touched the core HR experience that I've had, I think it's important that I start something on the same line. And then maybe later, uh, as we keep going, I'll figure out, uh, or maybe I just leave that the audience with some tips, what's going to help them uh, have that electrical or magnificent aura, right? So first and foremost, now that you spoke about success as a Corporate. Corporate is all about success. The moment you speak about corporate or any multinationals, any corporates that you're working in, the only thing an HR professional will forever have on their mind is how successful could they get? So they start with something as basic as being a specialist and maybe as a manager, then senior manager, then VP. I mean, there's never an end. So so it just starts and success for each person in the corporate is nothing but moving up the hierarchy. But let me tell you, that's so not what defines me. Success to me is everything over and above what you do in terms of your goals, 
the plan that you do to achieve those goals and finally those achievements itself. To me, success is all about deep satisfaction. And this deep satisfaction that I'm talking about need not always come from the work that you do. Sometimes the work that you do is just for your uh, pocket money. Sometimes if for some people it could be to meet their basic requirement. For some, it just comes as part of their successful growth. But for me, it's over and above all this is a deep sense of satisfaction, which comes from the fact that I do touch many lives. So yes, today we are in a COVID situation. So uh, whatever I have to do, it's just virtual. <laughs> but then the fact remains right. Uh, it's, it's still the same thing. Nothing has changed for me. I still, uh, you know, I should say, I mean, I'm not bragging here. Or I'm not boasting about, myself, boasting about myself. But then what I'm trying to tell you is, I still do touch many lives. Uh, people who just reach out to me randomly and I don't know how are they reaching out to me. To me, success is, you know, having to uh, inspire people, leave them feel wow, leave them feel wanted. Uh, because what we are missing in these days, or maybe it's to do with this generation, or maybe it's to do with the rat, the rat, rat race at which people are moving. So I think what people are losing out is nobody is making them feel special. Nobody is making them feel different. Nobody is making them feel wanted. So success to me is deep satisfaction, but because that's exactly what I'm doing. I do a lot of counseling. Um, and but like you mentioned, I'm a healer. So do I heal people? Actually, no, I don't heal them through my energies. But uh, I still soothe in their pain. I soothe in people's pain. So I've had people, be it in my workplace, who have reached out to me, you know, offline, not knowing uh, to what extent I could help. But for them, it's all about seeking that comfort, talking to someone, letting their... Uh, worry those out and seeing what guidance could somebody give. So I've had people not just in the job fraternity who have reached out to me in my organization, but then there's people who have reached out to me from the different departments. And uh, like I said, I think the only thing that I've heard people say is it feels so wow talking to you. What is it that you do? We don't know. What is it that you do differently also we don't know? <laughs> because sometimes the piece of advice could be something that you're already aware of. Right. Sometimes the emotional bit, what I talk about, how they could disconnect or keep their emotions aside and talk. That also could be something that they, they are aware of, but may not have heard from the person that they wanted to hear it. So by the way, I think I should tell you, everybody are healers. Everybody know everything. <laughs> and thanks to <laughs> and thanks to so many counselors, so many motivational speakers, so many inspirational speakers around. Everybody knows everything. But how many of you actually do things that could help them come out of whatever they're doing? So I think I, what I do is just introduce them to themselves, right? And I think that is what we generally tend to miss. So it's pretty, so for me, like I said, it's, I think it's as simple as having that deep satisfaction in what I do is what qualifies success. Wow. Yeah. This is amazing. This is amazing. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, very unique and a different way 
of looking at what success is all about. It's not about only thinking about yourself, but yes, through your powers, through your knowledge, touching the lives of many. Thank you so much. This has been amazing learning. Thank you, Rashmi. Yes, Rashmi. So my next question to you here is, we would like to know a bit about your uh, childhood memories, your days, your experience, your corporate journey. And yes, then we come to lot many questions in the, in the, you know, I have a list, but yes, let's see. So take us through your childhood memory and those days. Well, childhood memories. I know this is something that people all hold on to. I think they all hold on to it. But with me, I guess I have enjoyed every bit of my life. So there is no such thing which is a special childhood memories of mine, which I would want to recall. Because I think every, mem every experience of mine has been a memory and a <laughs> experience in itself. But if you have to really quote something... Um, Something that I think not many people are aware of is uh, I was an extremely introvert, shy, low on confidence, uh, a person with very low, uh, I wouldn't say integrity, but then uh, inferiority complex. I think that's the right word what people can connect to. I was someone like that. Um, and did that make any impact on me? Yes, big impact. changed i made i ensured that things change it was never uh, i never let those uh, lower emotions to ever ever define me define my life things changed as early as when i was like 15 years but the moment i was out of 10th i think i realized what i'm heading towards where am i slipping so the first thing first i did is to pull up my confidence so whichever areas of my life was pulling me down i ensured that i worked towards it and uh, yeah, so best memories, um, if you still want me to quote any of my best memories, all my memories are so beautiful in, in its own way. But then all that I have, I exactly know is, uh, I was for sure not one among those who would cling on to stay with people who always love those gossips, small talks, no. I never liked stereotype people. I think I used to get bored of them. And uh, that's a typical character that I get bored of things so fast, so fast that I keep pushing myself so that I don't get bored. Even to this day, that's the state. But like I mentioned, I was different as a teenager. I didn't like the fact that a couple of those teenagers in that time, right, they speak about boys they speak about clothes and i was like is there anything different from all this because life is a lot more than this so i never liked so all those conversations i don't know what i liked but i definitely didn't enjoy those conversations that much i could say i think i was so happy and in, in just my own space or in my own world of uh, maturity maybe i was emotionally matured far earlier uh, that's when maybe I never were able to connect with these small talks of people that made them happy, but didn't make me happy. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Rashmi, how does this journey of impacting lives began? That is when you, you know, when you see that you have healed so many or you have touched so many mm -hmm. lives. 
how did this journey or when did you realize that you have these uh you know uh, powers within you or or you know you can touch people's heart when did you realize this i so love this question the reason being i think it was a, a breakthrough moment for me uh and it all happened during my when my mom mom in law was ailing uh, she was being in the hospitals on and off and during one such hospitalization is when i was with her in the sitting in the corridors of the icu and i still remember that night it was raining heavy and uh, i told my husband that you could leave and i could stay back here because he also needs some rest so at that point of time is when uh, there was a stranger an old lady she just walked up to me and you could imagine corridors of icu assess you're so worried and then the pin drop silence and then you have somebody walking up to you to just tell you that well uh, you are a stunner and at that point of time i was like <clears throat> okay stunner then and then is like i don't know who is sleeping inside i don't want to know but all that you have to know that is you have the power to heal that person and that was something that left me uh, pondering because something very unusual of what i've heard any time from anyone who must come across and then i remember next day i came back home and i told my husband to so i don't know why she made that statement and at that point of time let me tell you vijita i had no clue that what healing is what energies are what are we talking about i was very naive and innocent then and then i think i'm not talking about way too long back i think it's something in 2012 Uh, so so that's when i consciously became aware of uh, what i do uh, in, i mean what the power that i have but uh, before that it says i think all thanks to my uh, people whose lives have touched directly or indirectly uh, and that happened right from my cisco days where uh, i don't know how people just reached out to me seeking for some or the other uh, help and uh, honestly speaking there are so many marriages that have taken place because of my one piece of advice uh, relationships uh, which didn't have uh, much of a grounding uh, that has happened families where they didn't have kids they had kids and i really don't know how i mean not that i did anything i am not any uh, god god man god woman what we call that but i am not any of them but i don't know how it just happened and i still remember there was this couple of folks who would not uh, start any of the project it's just time they come talk to me and and the best part was vijayta let me tell you right from the beginning right from the beginning i beat my college days or school days the one thing that i have always seen is people were always comfortable talking to me about their plans their goals if you actually see not many talk about their goals and plans right because they feel nazar lag jayega so but them i always seen that people have always been comfortable talking to me about the plans and goals and because they achieve it also <laughs> it's not that i speak so yes coming back to your question on uh, when did i realize definitely that night when this person who walked up to me this old lady who came to me and told me that i have the power to heal my mother in law uh, that left definitely left me to think what is it that she's speaking about and perhaps that's where my actual journey started a lot of the inquisitive curiosity in me made me you know read a lot of articles and things on that 
uh, just to understand what healing is, what are these energy healing, who are those healers, to what extent should somebody heal someone, to what extent people get healed. Yeah. And I think it just built on. So I think 2012, but was I spiritual at that point of time? Absolutely not. It was just my curiosity to understand what things are, how things work, but I was definitely not uh, wow. uh, a spiritual person at that point of time. Wow. You know, this, this realization, this such kind of realization when they strike, it really turns around your life, isn't it? It does. It does. Because after that, the day I realized this entire universe is nothing but energy. Anybody you meet, they're just extension of your energy. The moment that came in and then also the fact that the emotions that people talk about, right? It's nothing but your energy emotion. So whether you're angry, what happens? It's just your energy, which is in motion. It's just you're putting it out. If you're in love, that's again an emotion which is in action. So I think for me, it's just that. It's, it's all energy. It's nothing else. It's all just energy for me. You meet anyone, you like someone, that's well an extension of your own self. So <laughs> yes, wow. it's a vast, vast subject. And I don't think so this life is ever enough to know that subject. It is a very interesting concept. So the ones who are interested should always try it out because both that your uh, outlook towards life changes, the way you look at people changes because you will stop judging people. You will stop criticizing things. You just want to live in abundance. You stop speaking about your lack. You stop talking about your scarcity. And all that you know is it's all in abundance, what you should have, what you deserve to have. Wow, this is this is really amazing. Oh well, you know, uh, if I if I am not wrong in my next question, you know, hmm? if I understand all this understanding of the the energy or the healing power was much before you realized, bef much before you did your formal pranic healing yeah. course. Absolutely. Pranic healing, I did just to get those certification to be a certified healer. Yeah. Otherwise, Vijeta, I don't think I would have even explored it. And maybe I did that at the time when I think some kind of a vacuum had set in my life and I didn't know what to do. So I was like, well, when you don't know what to do, it's better to walk the uh, path which you have not explored. And I think that's how my spirituality journey and time started. And like I said, Consciously, I became aware of a lot of things very lately, but uh, yeah, without all this itself, I think to a larger extent, I was touching people's lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, I should even tell you a lot of elderly people, right? I am just their apple of their eyes, and anywhere I go, they still see me, they just love me so much. <laughs> I think they feel so happy talking to me, and I also feel so happy talking to them. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, you know, uh, this is really uh, so, this topic is so close to my heart and I'm, I'm you know, got uh, wisdom, droplets of wisdom which are coming through this podcast <laughs> from you is, is really empowering. Thank you so much. Most welcome. <laughs> okay, so, you know, being a healer, being a wife, being a working professional, being a mom of a grown-up kid. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
how do you yeah. strike a balance rashmi among all these and and a beautiful daughter i know you know your uh, and you should share with the audiences also how you have taken care of your mom in law your your parents and how you have been playing all these multiple roles and still being so charming and smiling always <sighs> well i think i should go back and ask my family if they really see me that way <laughs> but yeah uh, i think i am just one of the very few who's been super lucky to have both the mothers together uh, when uh, my son was born i didn't i didn't even realize when did he grow up i think it was just that i had to give birth to him and give him to my mom and my mom in law they took care my husband was so supportive i had a very strong support system when apesh was born apesh is my son so when he was born very strong support system and i think that made my life quite easy Uh, how am I? Uh, how what different I did for my mother-in-law? Well, I think it's, uh, it's really a topic which brings in a lot of emotions in me because uh, she was ill in cancer, and she and uh, that's the most dreadful disease somebody could have. So that journey was really tough. But one thing, one thing I realized uh, is post this hospital episode, something that I started to observe. Days when I used to just take off to spend time with my mother-in-law, she was the happiest. She was bouncing back to life. And then days when I had to go to work but not being able to, I should I would see her bedridden completely. And I don't know why that was happening. I did take care. I did take care. And I think that's one message that I always have for everybody. We go through our own battles with our in-laws, parents. everyone and i am also one such i had my own uh, my bit of you know frictions and things with my uh, in laws but that didn't stop me from doing my duty as a doctor in law i have done my whatever i could in my capacity as a doctor in law being a working professional because not that your organization is going to let you to take off every day to take care of in whichever capacity i could take care i did take care and uh, parents yes my mom and dad looking at the kind of person i was they used to always think well why would she ever take care of me would she take care of us she will find her prince charm and she would just you know fly away she is not going to look back because uh, i think i'm generally someone who's a very free spirited person i don't believe in those strong emotions and strings that people generally attach so that something my parents knew very well i think my mom just knew that and she used to always say i could not expect anything from my daughter she will never take care and i was like why would i want to take care you could take care of yourself so flawlessly so why would i want to take care but then later i realized that some suppose when they go weak right my dad went through that phase i mean he was coming from a different background he has such strict discipline but i don't know when did his health give up he was never vocal about it he was never expressive about it but by the time i got to know i think it had come to a state where uh, very less i could do but nevertheless whatever i could from my end i still did it and i lost him early this year and that was very difficult because i think one strong bond or connect that i had to uh 
um, we say I'm not connected to anyone. I'm not attached to anyone. But I think with my dad, I always had that silent bonding. We were never those uh, father and daughter. I mean, we never belonged to that uh, father and daughter uh, category who would be overly expressive of their emotions, their love, their affection. No. And I know very well my dad. He was also never like that. I was also never like that. And uh, for him, it's like, oh, she's my daughter. She will manage, put her through whatever tough situation you want. She'll come out of it. And I was also in the same thing. My dad, right? He will be fine. You guys don't have to worry. He will fight it all. So those were the things. But when I lost him, it was difficult. It was really, really difficult. I, I don't know. I thought perhaps that separation that happened it really took away something very significant from me and i don't know what that is but that's something very significant difference that uh, some different that there's something that changed significantly in me i think uh, it's to do a lot with like i stopped uh, paying too much of an attention to people's emotions because when you go through extremes, when you listen to somebody's emotions, you feel, come on, guys, you could just do it. If I could do it, you guys could do it. But yes, I helped myself a lot. And thanks to someone whom I reached out at that point of time, uh, a bit of his advice definitely helped me uh, to move forward in life with my grief. And that was something I so loved what he said. Uh, he didn't tell me that Rashmi, you need to move on, and that was so nice. It was something different. I was like, it is true, you don't move on because loss of your own people relationship is not something that you could move on with, but you move forward, and that's something I so loved. And I thought it was important that I take that message out to the mass and let people know that they don't have to move on with their pain. They just need to move forward, no matter what the pain is. So thanks to him. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I'll come to the bit of what, how did I come out of it? I'll definitely share that bit. Maybe I'll park it for later. Right. This is, this is really, you know, I, I know, yes, uh, loss of near and dear ones is something which really breaks us. But yes, Moving forward is, is something which everybody should look forward to. And yes, a very empowering piece of advice. And uh, that's what, you know, is keeping you going further, right? So at times, if, you know, at times, yes, a healer also needs somebody to heal. Of course, of course, uh, healers, huh? <laughs> healers are not superwomen, supermen. <laughs> <laughs> superstitious <laughs> we are also human being we go through our highs and lows I go through my highs and lows but the fact remains that I have always ensured uh, even before I lost my dad that um, I will not let any emotion stay with me for beyond 24 and 48 hours I mean that's the time I give myself you want to cry you cry you want to sulk, you sulk. You brood, you brood. But you have time only for those 48 hours. Beyond that, you just have to pick yourself up and get going. And that still works. And that still works because I think that will keep everything around you at peace and, and in harmony because I think the ladies in the house just can't afford to sulk and brood for long. 
there's so many other things that gets attached to them, right? They have to take care of the emotions of their spouse. They have to take care of emotions of their kids, parent, and if you have a pet, the pet too. <laughs> yeah. So I just can't afford to stay low for long. And if I do, I do reach out. If I feel that beyond 24, 48 hours, something is just not leaving me, I reach out to whom? The, the person who makes yeah, me yeah, feel yeah. good. So I do. And I think everybody should. Right. You know, the, these times, yes, you know, these are so crucial times wherein, you know, the current times that we are all locked up inside their houses since the last four to five months, you know, which is, which <laughs> look at the sides of these, these times. Yes, we have been with the family. We never found such days where we could spend 24 hours, you know, at the same house, being with the same people, <laughs> set of people, for so long, but yes, if we look at the other side of these, uh, you know, times, yes, people have been, because they have been locked up inside their respective homes. And yes, they, they have been going through a lot of trouble. <coughs> so what is your piece of advice for such times? Yes, I know it, it's every, everybody is in the same boat. Uh, some way or the other, except the warriors who have to gear up and move for their respective duties. But yes, many people are, you know, facing depression, mm. uh, anxiety. Kids have become notorious uh, because of these YouTube of the world and, uh, you know, all these channels, all these online gamings. You know, so what is your piece of advice to keep the momentum up and running and being balanced during these times? I don't think so. I'm the right person to advise because I think each one, they know how exactly should they help themselves to sail through this. Because I, like I said, everybody knows everything. They just know everything. What they don't know is when to apply what, right? To sail through what they're going through. So just before I reach there, what I would want to tell people is, I know a lot of people who are not into spirituality, they don't believe in this entire energy concept, the universe concept. The only thing that I have to say is there's a huge shift happening in the universe. So when I say there's a huge shift happening in the universe, what I'm trying to say is do not panic. Do not panic if you see some relationships drifting away. Because it is meant to be that way. I wouldn't want to disclose too much of an information because like I said, I don't want to make this more spiritual talk. But uh, please do not panic. You may see a complete shift. Some people will drift, the ones who would have stayed with you for years. And maybe it could be 10 years, 15 years. Suddenly you will see those people change and move on. Uh, some new people may enter into your life unexpectedly. And trust me, it's just in perfect alignment of your energies. You are just welcoming the right energy people into your life. They say, right, your vibes attracts your tribe. 
So this is the phase when it is attracting. So let go. Whoever wants to leave, gracefully let go of them. Do not hold on to them because you're not going to be able to stop them from leaving. And the ones who wants to come into your life, please welcome them because their energies, their uh, positivity is something that's going to bring in some change into your life. So let that shift of energies happen. Let people walk in and walk out of your life. Please do not panic. Anxiety that you talked about, depression. Depression is largely because they feel nobody is talking to them. They are no longer important. They are no longer wanted. And ideally speaking, everybody are wanted in this life. Everybody are precious, precious. But what's not happening is that expression is not happening. People are not, not expressing themselves, right? It could be the fact that everybody is so busy with their laptops, their meetings, their mobile phones. So they have lost that human element of expression. I think sometimes when I sleep in there, it's fine. I think it's completely okay. So uh, it's not that nobody cares, nobody wants. Just that pick up the phone and talk. Speak to someone. You don't have to speak to a counselor. I tell you, your friends could be a good counselor because they know you through your childhood. Your parents, if you have a good rapport with your parents, where you have the freedom to talk what you could, they could be your excellent counselors. Spouse, lucky of this family where their spouses are friends, right? They could be a counselor. You don't have to reach out to any professional counselors to you know, help you come out of this. Just pick up the phone and talk. Indulge in a very healthy conversation. Be expressive. The moment you express your depression, will be taken care of. Likewise, anxiety. What are you anxious about? If you have a job, I know I don't have to give this can, but yes, if you have a job, you have your house is taken care, family is protected against this virus. Your that is the source of income, may not be your income, somebody else's income, something the family is still earning. Isn't that still a blessing? Because there's so many people who have been deprived of those basics. So what are you anxious about? Give it some time. This anxiety will also melt down. Just It's just a matter of some time. And let me tell you, the divine never disowns his child. So you, everybody is taken care of. He exactly knows when to plant a new person in your life to bring in those energy shifts. And he exactly knows when to uproot the person from your life to bring in the energy change. It's as simple as that. So you should just go with the flow. Live in the moment. Because we don't know tomorrow also we are doing the same routine. Today we did this. We woke up. <laughs> Our routine is the same for the last four or five months, right? Yeah. Nothing is going to change in the next four months easily. Yeah. So uh, just go with the flow. I mean, just let those energies flow. Do not go against those energies. People are emotionally threatening you. Let them threaten. You just stay back and stay calm. Don't react. Don't respond. I think sometimes it's best to be in between uh, being reactive and being responsive. Just stay in between. Because you also don't know what's going on inside you. The other person also don't know what's going on. So I think this, uh, we don't have a choice but to dodge our emotions at this point. The moment you learn the tricks to dodge your emotions, that is the day when you conquer your emotions. And it may not have to be limited to this COVID times. 
any point of time, any time of your life. Learn to dodge your emotions. Don't pay much importance to your emotions because by paying too much of an importance to your lower emotions, I mean, what I'm trying to say is lower emotions. Please do not misunderstand your lower emotions to your higher emotions. But what I'm trying to say is to not pay attention to your lower emotions. You're not going to get anything from that. You'll only be in pain. You're only going to sulk. You're only going to brood. And you're going to make your life miserable. So don't do that. Simple. Keep dodging your emotions. And you're, there's plenty of such mood switchers in Google, YouTube. Just go there and watch it. Yeah. And like I said, even if you want to, still stay low, sad, depressed, and let all the anxiety attack you. Be there for 24-48. Beyond that, please do not. It has nothing, it will no, not do any good to you. You're only losing out your precious moments and days in your life. Just smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest thing to do. See, we all look so nice when we smile. <laughs> this is an amazing piece of advice, you know. Dodge your emotions. Of course. Don't be reactive. And anybody, if anybody wants to know how to dodge the emotion, they may please reach out to me. Vijayta, you may please feel free to share my contacts with them because I am an expert in dodging my emotions. I do acknowledge it sometimes, but most of the times, 95% times I dodge it. 5% I let acknowledge my emotions, which is okay. I think that much leverage I should give myself. This is, you know, this is really, really, it, it, it is so touching to, to learn these tips from you and and every time I, I connect with you, Rashmi, it, it's a, I take so much, you know, in terms of my uh, understanding of my own emotions and how to, you know, strike a balance. That's off to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I know I have come this far. Not It was not easy. It was not easy. I'm telling you. I had to go through a lot to reach this balanced state of emotion. But then they say, right, the universal law is no pain, no gain. So <laughs> I went through the pain to gain my balance. So all worth it. Wow. Rashmi, my next question to you comes on, on you know, the meditation. Because I know mm. that you do a lot of meditation to keep your... Uh, emotions in check, keep your uh, yourself in a balanced state. Yeah. How do you go about it? And uh, if somebody is a starter, as a, as a because at times I come across a lot of questions from the people. I don't know how to meditate. I am not able to concentrate. What should I be doing? How long should be the meditation? You know all those questions. So, you know, if you can share the best tip or advice with them so that at least they can start connecting with their own self through this meditation. Right. So to, before I give that tip, let me ask you one question. If you have been asked to go to a gym, what will motivate you to go to a gym? Keep the weight loss aside, okay? Just keep the weight loss bit aside because that has never motivated anybody to go to the gym beyond a certain time. 
Where Ask me, okay. Um, I'm let, let me hear from you, then I will tell my bit of thing. Because each one of us have our motivations, right? So mm-hmm. let me hear from you first. Well, if the if the gym is next door to me, I would be happy to at least go there. Or if I have a companion in the gym who is coming five minutes early, because I know <laughs> myself that I can do very well if I have a competition with me or I have somebody as a companion. So I would be gearing up to get ready and reach or hit the gym five minutes or 10 minutes early than my companion or my friend reaches the gym. And what would you do to make your gym experience comfortable? Well, I would, you know, play on a beautiful music. And yes, uh, a goal. Because if I, yes, you have kept that piece of, you know, losing the weight aside. But yes, if I have certain goal that I have to continue doing this rigorous exercise or, or gym, then I think um, something in, in, uh, in music or pushing myself beyond my limits would keep my momentum high. Perfect. So in my case, right, what I would say is a good pair of your gym clothes, comfortable shoes, right? And those funky accessories that keeps most of the people really motivated to go to the uh, the gym. And exactly what I'm trying to say is meditation is also, it requires some bit of an investment. Not a huge investment, definitely not expensive as your uh, tracks that you wear for the gym and all that. Some bit of an investment to make it more uh, comfortable for people because why people run away from meditation is not because they don't know how to meditate, more largely because they are not comfortable in the way they are meditating. So I would suggest first thing first, identify your meditation corner, that cozy corner in your house. It could be just, you're maybe staying in a one bedroom house. Doesn't matter. Even that one room will have a corner where the energies are high. So that place, convert that into your cozy meditation corner. So what is required to make that corner comfortable? A simple, simple aroma diffuser and trust me it's not expensive everybody could afford it go pick your fragrances fragrances have a huge impact in meditation because if not for anything just to enjoy that fragrance while you're just calming your mind it helps even a simple breathing there are several ways of breathing uh, or meditation whatever people call it i purely call it a breathing exercise where i'm just focusing i just tune in to focus on my pattern how i breathe it could be a flutter flutter breathing it could be square breathing fire breathing the different kinds of it which i'm trying to master but uh, nevertheless what i'm trying to say is even if you have to tune in just to figure out how well you breathe there should be something that you need to focus on an empty mind can never meditate an empty mind can never even think of sitting in one place. So you have your aromas, keep those aromas, fragrances are required. The next level is invest in those meditation seeds that come.
salt lamp, which kind of purifies that area where you sit down in meditation. And then you try meditating, then it's an addiction. Even if just start with 10 deep breathing every single day. And we just have to figure out how the frequencies within the body changes. Automatically do it. But the other important thing what people generally forget is post-meditation, when you align your energy centers through your meditation, which is nothing but your deep breathing, what people forget to do is cut off from the digital world, detoxing themselves. Because you just calmed your mind after your meditation. You just aligned your energy centers. You're right. Uh, the people who are on the spiritual path, they know there are different energy centers, right? Major energy center, minor energy centers. The moment they are all aligned is when you are most peaceful and calm. So once that is done, just detox from the digital world, at least for an hour or two hours. Get on to your day-to-day -day work. Do whatever you want to do, but do not touch your phone. Do not check for any media uh, informations and news. Because that's the time. That's the time when your frequencies are so high, so high, that uh, people who believe in law of attraction, they should know how to manifest their things. Because if you have to manifest anything, this is something that nobody has told, but let me tell you, the most important thing that is required if we have to manifest anything is aligning your energy centers. And that is only possible through your meditation by raising your frequency. And like I said, two hours break, discipline, forced discipline. Certain things are extremely forced. Uh, there's no, uh, if for people like me, for me, it's a non-negotiable routine. The moment I don't meditate, I think I'm a mess. So the moment you put in a forced discipline, schedule that time, things look different. Yeah. It's simple. So yeah. invest, start with some investment, make the moment you invest, you will know that you have to start doing it. If not, it must be just lying in the corner of your house. How long the duration of this meditation has to be? And which time of the day is advisable? For me, if you ask me, there is no right time or wrong time to do the meditation. Best day time of the day is definitely in the morning. Before the hustles and the buzzles start. Before your marathon starts morning is definitely the peaceful time because that helps me morning meditation is what helps me the same meditation when i do it in the evening for some reason if i don't find time doesn't help me much so i think it's about when people feel they are calm the most or morning you meditate it sets the tone for the day you exactly know how to stay focused at work you exactly know how much of emotions you need to have at work you exactly know how much you need to, how you need to talk to your um, employers or employees, anyone. So best time is definitely the during the day. But yeah, people who do not have time during the day, at least don't miss it out in the evening so that you at least have a peaceful sleep. And there are people who sleep during meditation and then they feel that, oh, I felt extremely relaxing. And I'll be like, excuse me, you just had a good nap. You just had a good sleep. You didn't meditate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
the best time there is no such best time i think it's with the convenience of people because like i said for meditation is nothing more than breathing amazing you know uh, yes uh, you know the tips that you have given definitely <laughs> you know we people should you know go ahead and implement those so that they you have to they have to and these are the best time to break patterns because we are so used to having a certain routine uh, until this entire lockdown the covid the, the pandemic times right before this pandemic times we had a set of routine that we were so addicted to so addicted that it was really impossible for anybody to think of a life outside that <laughs> so pandemic just came in to break those patterns so instill instill some new uh, you know uh, practices behaviors the post discipline i like to use the word post discipline because you may not like it but you still have to do it <laughs> yeah wow such an empowering and refreshing you know discussion <laughs> i can go on and on asking my <laughs> my queries and questions to you mm. wow now i would like to know i know you read a lot mm. a lot uh you write at times i know that also and your expressions <laughs> um how did you you know develop this interest in uh, and what kind of books do you like to read i read anything and everything outside history or mythology or religion <laughs> <laughs> these books never interest me uh any book which empowers me okay right huge fan of robin sharma because his books could just empower you like i'm mean, just like you know you having to taste a nice cup of coffee every time you read his book it's like wow that's the feeling that you get hmm. and then definitely uh, like i said that's one guy whom i can just read any of his books but then i don't think so there is any one set i read anything and everything it came to such an extent that sometimes uh i would just pick up my son's book because just because i have to read and i read not that i understand everything there <laughs> the syllabus which is so heavy syllabus i still read it i think it's an addiction it's just an addiction it could be anything like sometimes it could be self help book sometimes it could be book on healing sometimes it could be book on emotions it's a book on uh, like i said empowerment and sometimes through some books you even have the spiritual insights uh, and why i especially quote about robin sharma is his most of his books if you see it has a tinge of spirituality in it and that definitely yeah. so that definitely helps uh, people who are in the corporate world yes. uh, and i think the next book which is which i'm waiting to read is uh, buddha and the badass by uh, vishen because i think it has a lot of messages for uh, corporate uh, leaders right so i think that's the next book that i have in my mind and then very lately i have been introduced to a russian author mm-hmm. and i've been reading her books as well now don't ask me what i like about that book <laughs> but i definitely know couple of the character that character in that book that i read Wow. I think I was smitten completely smitten by her character and somewhere I could have that feel that deep connect with that character 
so read books read books it's required you never know through which book what kind of uh, insight and what kind of uh, you know realizations mm-hmm. and sometimes some books could just help you introduce you to yourself you don't even need a counselor yes you could just pick up the book and read because your books could be a very good counselors for you provided you pick the right kind of book <laughs> what kind of writings do you do if, you know is it is it something which you usually reach out or publish or is it for your own diary and your own self i think i always had the want to publish my writing uh, and i don't know like i said i think my i matured way too early in my uh, life like i said i was always amused by why people get overly emotional about things and during that point of time is when uh, it was you know at one point is when i completely uh, i remember that was this article which i wrote and i i think i was just about 18 or 19 or maybe 20 i don't know i don't remember i think just after college become so i wrote that article and i remember i went to this times of india office in mg road bangalore mm. and i still remember this guy whom i met there his name is amitabh batacharya and uh, i told him that i need to publish an article and he's like article on what and i said emotions i don't know why people are so emotional about too many things so i want to write an article on that and uh, he read that article and he was like you need to define a character in this because i only see emotions emotions i said that's exactly what people are so that was my first attempt to publish an article which i think after that i didn't pursue because he, perhaps he criticized me a little more than what it was required at that age and i couldn't handle it uh, but after that i'm been writing only for myself uh, even to now i can show you my journal i put it somewhere uh, that i write every day morning i still write uh, now i know there are several platforms where you could uh, publish your articles and i'm doing that uh, i've just started to do that and i'm sure to publish more but i think it's important that people express because you it's good that you express because you see people through your eyes i mean for everybody right emotions mean something for me it could be just like i said an energy what i keep to i like to use <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is so amazing, you know, and really empowering that uh, knowing Thank you, you. As, as you know a, a complete person a complete woman balancing impacting lives and there's so much to learn from you rashmi so much to learn you know one thing that i would really through your medium or platform what i would like to tell everybody and it could be someone like maybe your daughter or you yourself or anybody whom you interact with vijayta is simple you be inspired first you first be inspired by someone and then you inspire people because each one of us each one of us have that one or two things which will be a reason for inspiration for the other person anything it could be some people could be extremely a good cook some people will be a very good wife who's forever taking care of their spouse and everybody have one or two such quality which can inspire the other so first you be inspired and then you inspire people around and then i'm telling you 
we will not have these cases of depression, anxiety, panic attacks happening. Everybody will feel wanted. They'll all have that wow factor for themselves. People with low self-esteem, low self-dignity, they will all rise above. And that's what is needed at this present time. So I think that's one strong thing that I would want you to convey to your people through your platform that be an inspiration for people around. It could be your son, your daughter, your immediate neighbors, your spouse, your relatives, could be anyone. Even if that one person follows you uh, and sees you as a role model, trust me, I agree. your life is perfect. You're on the right track. <laughs> wow. This, is, this has been such a beautiful message. Yes. Uh, inspire people around and be that ray of hope in somebody's <laughs> life. And yes, this is the need of the hour. An amazing, amazing evening spent with you, Rashmi. Thank you so I much. I really appreciate you taking out time and uh, connecting with us. Yeah. Really Actually, I was hoping that I don't get any calls from my office while we were on this call. Because, I don't know, the moment people see me offline, they panic and they start calling, frantically start calling me. And I was just hoping nobody disturbs me. <laughs> and uh, Vijayta, thank you so much for this opportunity. And it was really lovely talking to you. Thanks for hearing me out. And thanks for getting my message across to the people who are in need of it. We never know right. when and how you touch people's lives. Like I said, touch, move and inspire people. And that's the easiest thing that someone could do. It doesn't involve any money. Trust me. It just doesn't involve any investment. All that it needs is a smile. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Connecting with you, Rashmi. And Thank I, you. you know, a lot of good wishes to you. And keep radiating, keep sharing, you know, keep inspiring and impacting lives. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks for the wonderful time.